Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. This is Writing Class Radio. I'm Andrea Askowitz, your host and your teacher. The purpose of Writing Class Radio is to connect with people who love stories and who get inspired by hearing other people tell their stories and who want to learn a little bit about how to write their own stories. In episode nine, we talked about stakes, what makes a listener or a reader care about a story. We also talked about what's at stake for us as writers telling our stories. We have one more episode to bring you from our first semester. In that episode, which should be in your podcast feed in two weeks, you will hear John Dope and me tell stories in front of a live audience. But today we're stepping out of order because it's February and we're in the United States and we can't avoid thinking about love. So we're bringing you a Valentine's Day bonus episode. You'll meet students from season two and you'll hear from some of the oldies you already know. In today's episode, we bring you some thoughts on love. And in the next little bit, you'll hear one of our newest students, Misha Merrill, strumming our pain with his fingers. Love needs no explanation. When love goes to the thinking brain, it falls apart. There were bells on a hill. I am sick of seeing everything love, just because it's February. I think that's what love is. It's a constant. It's not something that wanes, even though it is something that grows. I love music and sound. And there was music. I'm actually not a hater of love. I'm just sick of this February scene. It's everywhere. In fact, I love love. I love being in love. I think love is the best thing to feel. And it's my favorite. And I want it. And there was love. I love to love. I want to love someone. Well, I guess I shouldn't be so vague, but I am a lover. And I've been told that I'm kind of a throwback and not the kind you catch and throw back in the water. Love is just too much trouble. Today, I stared at my phone for several moments while considering casually throwing out the L word. Attention is the first and final act of love. I think once you love someone, you love them forever. Is that true? Once you love someone, you love them forever? I think a really good way to approach a story is to ask a question, and then to try to answer it. This applies to any story. Some good questions to ask are, why am I writing this? What am I trying to figure out? Because a story is a writer's attempt to make sense of a situation. So we're going to talk throughout this episode about what questions seem to come up for our students and what questions might be worth exploring further in later drafts. Miriam Herman, a new student in our class, is a writer, programmer, and mathematician. 
She hopes to change the world one letter, number at a time. She wonders if once you love someone, you always love that person. This is the story she told in response to the prompt, love. Today, I stared at my phone for several moments while considering casually throwing out the L word. I had to stop and think about it because this person is so new in my life, can I possibly know if the L word applies? I mean, love has taken on new meaning for me lately. It started a few weeks ago when my ex made me cry. She hadn't really meant to. We had plans and she was with her new girlfriend and she wanted to postpone our plans for a few hours so she could lay around a bit longer. Normally, that wouldn't be a big deal, but the next thing I knew, I was crying. So I took a double take. One second, this is my friend. I shouldn't be hurting right now. That's not good. My other friends don't make me cry. It's hard for me to remember that sometimes. But the other thing that's been happening lately is that my childhood friends have been visiting Miami because it's so cold in our hometown the town they still live in. And some of those friends I haven't spoken to in months or longer about the issues that really matter. But somehow it's like no time has passed and they understand everything and just love me and I them. I think that's what love is. It's a constant. It's not something that wanes, even though it is something that grows. I think once you love someone, you love them forever. Last year at this time, I was moving into my apartment. In fact, I picked up the keys on Valentine's Day. It was a Saturday, and I was with my ex, Patty. Patty and I met when I moved to Miami almost two years ago. Everyone used to hang out at her apartment, and when I was still brand new in the city, she let me eat the Peruvian soup she made for dinner. It was about three months after I moved down here and I was still living with a girl that I didn't really want to be with and Patty was trying to get out more and to be my friend and her roommate had just moved out so I asked if I could move in. She said yes. I remember texting her to ask if I could drink the coffee on the pot still on the counter. She said, everything in there is yours. Patty and I didn't start dating until two months after I moved in. But we were already saying I love you. Like long-lost best friends that also wanted to fuck. But the warning signs came early. Just a few days after we kissed, she texted me while I was at work, saying this wasn't working for her, that she doesn't want to ruin our friendship, that she has trouble trusting people. I thought that I was so trustworthy that her issue could not possibly present itself. Last week, I wrote a poem whose last line is, remember how when I would say I'm hurting, you would say you're lying? I didn't know trust issues could run so deep. Allison and I talked about Miriam's statement. Miriam thinks once you love someone, you always love them. Really? You think it's true? Yeah, I do. I think it's true. Once you love someone, you love them forever. 
don't you think? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I'm trying to think back. I know I've been in love like a million times, and I I don't know. A I don't million? know if I still. Well, I don't think I still love all those people. A million? I don't know. Maybe a hundred thousand. <laughs> that's a <laughs> lot. A lot. Hundred thousand. That's a lot. I maybe you just didn't really love those people. That's too many. I don't know. I think about my friend who I love. Like, this isn't romantic love, but my friend who I loved in elementary school. Loved. We were best friends until junior year of high school. And then she, like, wrote this love letter to my boyfriend at the time. And they, like, ran off together. And the bummer was I lost my friend. We lost each other for a while. But then we kind of got back together and as friends, you know. And, um, I mean, she was a big jerk. But I loved her. How did it go with the boyfriend, with her? Um, did it work out? Not forever. Okay, so yeah, that's that's but good. I, right now, okay. I can see why you like her. If she was still with your boyfriend, would you still like her? I don't know. I, I yeah, I think I probably would. Really? Yeah. If she if they were married, I probably still would love her. I, I just do. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do. Oh yeah. Cynthia Castillo, another new student, writes, teaches, coaches, mentors, and heals. Cynthia's story is about friendship love, a love we assume will be there forever. Underneath, Cynthia's asking, what if she's not there forever? My best friend of 30 years is lying on a hospital bed. No matter the prompt tonight, I knew she was what would come up. I've been feeling her pain like it's my own since last week, since before I heard her speak incoherently on the phone two weeks ago. I felt her dis-ease, her fear, her longing to see her boy get married, graduate, fall off his bike. Last Friday afternoon, I called her, asked her to tell me what was going on, almost demanding it, like she owed it to me. I'm at the ER. I'm in pain. I just want meds and to go to sleep. It took the words for me to feel my own pain, my own fear, my own everything. I was at the register at Publix. My eyes welled up. The cashier said, that'll be 2140. I stared at her blankly. I didn't comprehend. I was feeling the love for my friend. I couldn't think, didn't want to think. The cashier stared at me and gave me a compassionate smile. I handed her my wallet as a five-year-old at a candy store might. Said, take what you need. She took it from my hands like we were sisters and counted out the cash. She gave me change and put it in the wallet. She gave me my bag and receipt and said, whatever news you received, I'm really sorry. Next is Nikki Post. Nikki is an artist and traveler who spent her 20s living abroad. Now she works with international students at UM. In her response to the prompt, Love, Nikki mentions the moth, 
which is a storytelling competition with a bunch of drunks. So every month there's a theme, and every February the theme is Love Hurts. This bugs Nikki. Nikki seems to wonder, why is everyone so pathetic about love this month? I am sick of seeing everything love. Just because it's February. Everyone thinks this has to be the theme of February. Miami Romance Month, this month at the Moth, the theme is Love Hurts. And I know a bunch of people are going to get up on stage and tell terrible stories about broken hearts because everyone wants to feel vindicated. So even if they wouldn't normally tell a story, they're going to tell one this time. Sad and mopey about when they got cheated on or when their person died. It makes me want to not go this time for the first month ever. And I don't know why I'm being so bitter. I'm actually not a hater of love. I'm just sick of this. I'm just sick of this February scene. It's everywhere. In fact, I love love. I love being in love. I think love is the best thing to feel, and it's my favorite, and I want it, just like everyone else, I suppose. I've been in love so many times, I feel like we are on this earth to love as much as possible. Allison and I got caught up on this idea about loving as much as possible. Maybe that's the reason everybody gets so crazy about love in February. All right, so you've been in love 100,000 times, so I'm guessing you agree with Nikki Post. I'm meant to love as much as possible. I think it's, it's yeah, I want to love as much as possible. I want to be loved as much as possible. By one person or by 100,000? Well, one at a time. Oh. One at a time. I kind of want to be loved by masses. At once? Like a gangbang? No. I'm not saying physically loved. I'm saying adored. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. That would be nice. But that's a lot of work. That's true. How are you going to email all those people back? (laughs) Oh, you're you can't even email me back. <laughs> so true. Adoration comes with a, a price. Next, you'll hear Allison's response to the prompt love. On the one hand, Allison agrees with Nikki Post that we're here to love as much as possible. On the other hand, sounds like she's giving up on love. Allison asks, is love even worth the effort? A couple of weeks ago, I was dying to be in love, but right now, I'm good. (laughs) Love takes effort. Look pretty and put together at all times. Don't make funny faces while lifting weights at the gym. Be nice to people and smile a lot. Maybe they have someone great to fix me up with. It requires searching Match.com, crafting and sending witty messages, hoping they write back, and trying not to care when they don't. It requires interrupting work or reading or talking to my children to answer a text with intelligence, charm, and the right amount of free-spiritedness. It requires leaving a hole in the weekend just in case. It requires sitting at home on a Saturday night wishing I hadn't left a hole. It requires calling the guy who just took me out on three expensive dates to tell him I'm just not feeling it. So I've decided that maybe love is just too much trouble. It's been a while since I was crazy in love. I felt pains, pangs of excitement and attraction, but since G died, I just haven't felt anything close. He was it. 
I felt hard. There was never a question. I just knew. He would be in my blood, maybe forever. It occurred to me the other day that maybe I hold on to that love for him by staying out of love with anyone else. Maybe Allison's question isn't, is love worth the effort? But rather, is she ready to love again? Hey, so why didn't you weigh in on love? I did. My story got cut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I guess after being married for eight years, it's not so interesting or sexy to to talk about who's going to pick up the kids and who's taking out the garbage. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't even want to hear that. That's annoying. Actually, you know what? I actually think that is a good story. No, it's terrible. Nobody cares about that. That's everybody's life. All right, but I do think it's possible to create an extraordinary story of an ordinary situation. That's what I'm going for. Okay, well, then keep going with that. Thank you. I'd like to hear that one. (laughs) That's funny. Like different phases of life and different types of love bring up different questions. If we're talking about a lover, will we love that person forever? If we're talking about friends, will our friends be around to love us forever? If it's February, will we always be so pathetic about love? If we're Allison, will love ever be worth the bother? Okay, here's your assignment. Set a timer for 10 minutes and write without stopping. Follow your mind. Just go where it takes you. If what you write has nothing to do with the prompt, that's okay. There is no wrong way to do a prompt. When the timer goes off, stop. Then read what you wrote into your voice memo on your phone and email it to us at info at writingclassradio.com. Some of your stories will end up right here on our show. We've gotten some really good ones. Here's the prompt. What is the question you ask about love? For inspiration, listen to this story sent in from Dave, a listener in Ireland. Writing class radio is worldwide. Dave's story is in response to the prompt, What do you have to lose? But it's also a love story in which Dave is asking, What do I have to lose? Thank you, Dave. So we were on our way to the Buddhist center, I was new to recovery and still a combination of cocky and shaky. The woman driving was someone I knew vaguely over years. A successful writer and a smart cookie. The girl who was joining us on the three and a half hour road trip was someone new. You'll like her, said our pilot. So I got into the car and I was a little shy but quite happy. I was sitting up front with the driver and the girl was in the back seat. I say girl but she was in her mid-thirties and I was in my early forties. She was quite noticeably pregnant too. I think I was smitten right then. There was no father in the picture, and I was in no fit state to try and love, but I did. In a non-romantic supportive role, which only led me to be stuck years later in a love story that never happened, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I think I'm still in love, perhaps I'm just obsessed. She lives nearby, 
Should I tell her I still love her? She's still single, still makes my heart skip when I see her. This episode is dedicated to Cynthia's friend, who died a few days after Cynthia wrote her story. Writing Class Radio is produced by Diego Saldana Rojas, Allison Langer, and me, Andrea Askowitz, with additional editorial support from Toby Ash and Sonesh Chinani. Writing Class Radio is sponsored by and recorded at the University of Miami School of Communication. Our theme music is by Astra Maps. This time, we got additional music by the Man Sisters, and love songs were performed by Writing Class Radio student Misha Merrill. If you love our music as much as we do and want to hear more, you can find links to Astro Maps and the Man Sisters on our website, writingclassradio.com, where there's more writing class. Study the stories we study, listen to our craft talks, follow our daily prompts, and time yourself. Then record what you wrote and send it in. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our stories. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Single chances that fall behind Fleeting memories feel so strange When did you ever start to change? What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.